0: five four three two one i'm john Miglosh for the wdma searching the marketing world for news every day tom fishburn right has a new cartoon and he said he's talking about ai generated marketing content consumers want communication that's human authentic and real so, hopefully, our AI can learn to generate content like that for them. <laughs> and, you know, this is especially, we I mean, we did a lot of AI generated content last week. We even got an assistant to uh, do the intro for the show. And so, uh, you know, bravo, Tom. Um, I, I remember seeing an article about automation, marketing automation. And they basically said customers are craving personal. Personal connection, right? And uh, because of that, we should have more bots doing customer service. And I thought, yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's the way marketers think. Ad exec Dave Trot once pointed out the dictionary definition of content to unpack his distaste for that term in marketing. Content, noun, everything that's inside a container. The contents of a box. You know, what's funny, though, is is that when I use words in their traditional definitions these days, I'm taken to the new Urban Dictionary, where it redefines words for what they have become. So I'm sure there's a definition out there in some Urban Dictionary where content is the ideated brilliance of a marketing team. (laughs) I don't know where "ideated" came from either. <clears throat> I would never use it except as an illustration. So there's, o- there's often better words, but something catches on. Uh, I, I, we'll just leave that. We'll just leave that aside. So here it is. We're in the shipping business, Trot says. That's what's happened to what we co- used to call the idea, right? the idea has become whatever goes in the box just content it could be anything it's not important and I think you know in general my experience with most with most of my clients even is that the marketing content the marketing process is just a commodity if you don't like the performance just change the people it's like running a sports team, the people don't matter the content the production doesn't really matter. that's kind of the way senior management in my opinion the you know the c e o the c f o view marketing, and that's why the c m o is a was a short lived idea that made some sense but when the when the c m o showed up to the board meeting and was asked, well, how's this gonna work and what they mean is if we spend a million dollars, what's our return on investment? You know, are we going to get back 200,000 in, in additional profit beyond what we would have made without doing it? You know, which means that we need to generate about 10 million in sales. That's the way it really works, right? Because you got a 50% cost of goods or less. Okay, so now you're down to a half a million if you if you sold a million dollars, right? If you sold a million dollars, you right off the top you have to pay for what you sold. So that's so five hundred thousand went for that. A hundred thousand went for overhead. Another hundred thousand probably went for order processing and inventory costs and IT and all that. Okay, so we're down to three hundred thousand. We've got the cost of the marketing. That's probably a hundred and fifty thousand. So you're left with a hundred and fifty grand, which means you need you need 600 you need 6 million in that scenario I'm just doing this off the top of my head 6 million in sales just to break even on a million dollar ads or a million dollar campaign right I think I put the ad spend in there twice but that was for the million dollars in sales so we had 15% ad cost which isn't ridiculous if a company wants to grow usually it's it's between 10 and 20% okay so Basically, we're in the shipping business is what goes in the box. Content is seen as just stuff, the stuff that goes in the space that's there to be filled. And that's why when a recession hits, marketing gets cut because they really don't see incremental benefit from it. You never prove that it really works. Yeah, I know content is vital, David. (laughs) I'm just telling you the way you're perceived by your board of directors. Just a cog in the in the wheels of progress, okay, and and maybe a pebble in the cog of the wheels of progress, and there's my problem with the word content. It doesn't matter what the content is. The content is just is now just something to fill up space. And Dave's perspective came to mind when uh, when Fishburne thought about the use of artificial intelligence in marketing content over the past few years. In 2020, OpenAI came up with GPT-3. It's capable of writing on any topic you can imagine. John Mueller described AI-generated content as spam and said it was against Google's guidelines. <laughs> yeah, well, it's Fishburne's topic. i just chiming in because I don't have a word limit like he does. <laughs> but it's important to remember that AI is just a tool. It can help create content more efficiently. But is, is it content that's worth creating? Is it unique, differentiated, thoughtful? I mean, most. And here's the problem. You know, this is this is like the assessment of self-driving cars is that they have to be safe, which is comical because 50,000 people a year die in car accidents in the United States, you know, every year. So AI doesn't have to be safe. It doesn't even have to be that good. It just has to be 10% better than the average driver, which shouldn't be that hard. You know, I drive around Minneapolis a lot, and you know, people have this way of getting on the the, the freeways there, uh, where they where they come up on the on ramp and then they stop. <laughs> they just stop right there on the on ramp, and you're you're hitting the gas to try to match the speed of traffic. You know. I don't think a self-driving car would do that. Con- and and also, <laughs> in that same vein, you know, if your content isn't generating incremental lift, and if you can't prove it, if your marketing work is not generating incrementally better marketing content than was being generated before you by humans, if your human-created content is awful and not worth reading, which most is and isn't, then you need you then we don't lose anything plus they'll show up you know they won't be whining about coming into the office They're, they'll just be churning out cough copy so if if and and you know the and and the worst part is is that we can set up more ai to split test it and see if it's any better or worse if there's no change then away we go we can't break through the clutter by adding to it well no matter what you do you're probably adding to it so here's one from march we're creating more content than our audience can actually consume now remember that they're very good at ignoring it so you almost always have to like mail more before you get more than the response you're hoping for i have been proven wrong you know when we did a five million piece mailing mainly to the cabela's customers there was a one tenth of one percent uh five thousand name segment at the top of that model that pulled more orders than we mailed them mailing pieces consistently. Um and they were lodges and and resorts and outfitters, you know, out in the out in the wild where you wanted to hunt stuff. Um So, anyway, that's a good topic for our next blog post, white paper, infographic. I don't know what listicle is. I didn't look it up. Uh, Well, it's somewhat about timing. Daddy, instead of a story, can you read me some branded content? And I said, Fishburne should have said, instead of reading me branded content or AI-generated content, can you tell me a story? (laughs) I used to make up stories. Once there was a little girl named Katie. Katie. And she was very, very good, except when she was naughty. And then came the big bad wolf. (laughs) And like that. (laughs) They wouldn't wouldn't necessarily make much sense, but they were. uh... And here we go, with I'm getting a red box again. And uh, I do edit these down, so if it breaks up at a particular point, then... Or splits, then I go. YouTube has a better, has better, it, it lightly edited just to get rid of the crazy stuff. So we'll see if that works. Uh, but I'm getting a, a red box. Now it's back to a green box. Okay. So, so read, tell me a story instead of this computer generated Pixar stuff. Okay. So let's get over to the next one online leads with direct mail. This is a great article. I skipped a couple other articles. We'll end with this one. Oh, we don't have enough time for this. We'll save this one for tomorrow. It's really excellent. Um, Are you using alternate paper due to the supply chain shortages? Watch out from Bill Pope. Okay. And um, there's a lot of good content in here. Um, What I thought was kind of comical was this line. There are a myriad of potential consequences of running an alternate paper. Yeah, there's probably almost an infinite number of potential consequences. What's a potential consequence? You know, and the article kind of goes on like that and talking about the potential issues for corporate brand colors, et cetera, et cetera. But what and I'll post this article. For you And I'm also posting the interview from Dave Trot on which Fishburn bases his uh, his cartoon. Okay, so that'll be up in wdma.org, um, and you just have to go there and subscribe. It's free, and um, then you can get all these marked up articles. But what you know, there's there's, and he says you should get a certificate of testing or documentation attesting to the quality of the product but you know those just say it is what we said it is which is good but if they said it wasn't very good then you know we're sending you groundwood that'll that'll break on the web press (laughs) because it's it's basically toilet paper that doesn't have perforations which some toilet paper you know does it does that drive you nuts or what uh and he's got caliper stiffness whiteness color I also included absorption dot gain bleed hydrophilic you know sometimes on a hot, on a humid day like today, the paper will swell up and then not run through the presses. Coated versus, you know, and I know, and a good, a good printer will have, you know, climate-controlled warehouses and stuff. But you know, coated versus on, or it can also go above the paper, the the, the weight limit for the USPS gets you in the next <laughs> payment if it sits around out on the dock too long. Um, Coated versus on latex versus clay coating, web versus sheet. You can make changes in all these areas, and they do affect the print process. But what I want you to think about, beyond all else, you know, because we did a we did a paper test for uh, for sales guides back when I was running it. And we were in the midst of, you know, economic, challenging economic times. And and we found out, we, we had moved to roto and we found out that we could throw a lot of ink down on roto And we were business to business, so we didn't really care about the color and all the rest. We could send a sample out if they really wanted to see it. Um, what we wanted to do was get the book out in as many hands as possible. And so with Roto, you throw down actually 120% of the ink. You get a lot of absorption, you do get dot gain. It doesn't look as crisp, but it but it is bright and the ink essentially creates a coating on the groundwood. Groundwood is like newsprint almost. So it it coats it And you can see this in your FSIs, your freestanding inserts stuck in the Sunday paper. You know, those things have a kind of a gloss to them, even though it's uncoated groundwood paper. So we were going kind of for that look. And the hope was that we could go 20% 20 less expensive paper and that the customers wouldn't care. That's the key. Okay. And so to test that, we actually sent out 300,000 pieces with our regular kind of paper, which makes it only a 10% savings on the test. But in the future, you know, we'll see. So 300,000 pieces with the groundwood, 300,000 pace, pieces with the regular web offset paper. And what do you know? Not only did the customers not mind, but we actually got 20% higher sales on the groundwood side. And what we think was that the, that the customer's perception of us, because we had a lot of brand name logos and stuff, we had a lot of big clients. You know, we were like the industry leader at the time. And there was maybe a little perception that, you know, some of these schlocky keychain catalogs or pen catalogs offered a lower price. They didn't. We, we matched the prices of the industry, and we calculated them better than most. So our prices might have looked a little higher because we we figured out all the hidden costs that normally would happen when you tried to buy a regular coffee mug. We, we built those in and simplified the process, but you weren't going to pay more. And so we, we hypothesized that, you know, for whatever reason, the lower-grade paper sent the message subconsciously that we were competitively priced, more competitively priced than the, than the web offset that we'd been using. And that's something that you really want to think about. So as you're looking at alternative paper and trying to save money, the real key is, are we testing it, right? Are we testing it, right? Don't just go wholesale onto something new. Without giving it a try, you can you can test paper almost every run. Well, let's throw a little bit of this less expensive paper in, or let's change the 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 you know does the color matter? Does it? I mean, groundwood is browner; it's beige <laughs> compared to standard offset. So anyway, uh, something to think about. And I would even suggest that Bill might want to add testing in this thing as the number one variable. Okay. And he's got all kinds of high-tech stuff in here that you can look at. But a lot of times, it doesn't really matter to your customer. And sometimes, it can even make you money when you go, not only save you money, but increase your sales when you go to a lower-grade paper. That's something to think about. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. (laughs) Share! If you got to this point, share it, because you must have liked it. If I got if I tricked you into this much watch time, you definitely need to share it. Uh, Cuz share counts, I don't know, 20, 30 times more than a like. A like is like I don't think LinkedIn cares at all. Give it a share. Bye-bye.